the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott V. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you. And we are here. And today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to pose the question. Is it really the monkey on your back or is there a coconut on your hand? That's the answer to the question, what's stopping you? Because a lot of people realize that there are things keeping us. Now, a lot of people want to blame and play victim. Want to blame it on our parents. You want to blame it on the president. You want to blame it on white people or black people. You want to blame it on conservatives or or liberals. But I'm telling you right now, answering and asking the question, what's stopping you, is so important in the field of goal-getting. And that's why I'm doing today's show. You know, I've done shows that a great week of radio last week. I did a show on war and peace and talking about the things that we that war against us or the things that we war against. And there's a lot of things we're warring against. We're warring against the culture. Uh, we're warring against competition in our personal life. We're warring against the devil uh, in our marriages. We're warring against uh, the world uh, in, infiltrating, if you will, our wedding bed uh, with our kids. We're warring against a world that's wanting to, to steal, destroy, and twist our kids. You know, we fight for market share. But I must suggest that a lot of our battle is with our BS, uh, belief systems. A lot of our battle is with our past. One of the keys to living a, a full life is to figure out the, the, the answer to what do we do with our past. We can't live in it, but yet many people do. We can learn from it, even our future. We can't live in it until the then becomes a now. Tomorrow's uh, not guaranteed. It's a promissory note. There's no guarantee it's going to happen. So we have one place that we can live, in, and that is the now moment. And today I want to pose the question, what's stopping you? And here's another question. Is it a monkey on your back or is it a coconut on your hand? You see, I've traveled the world. And in many countries, when they want to pay tribute to someone, they'll do it with an honor in your name to honor you. And depending on the region, depending on the country, depending on the history in that area, they'll serve uh, certain delicacies. And one of those famous delicacies is monkey brains. I remember when I used to be in the financial services arena, um, our, our company, Union Equity Partners, there in Las Vegas, uh, I was running the insurance division for Union Equity Partners, uh, and we uh, did an IPO. We raised money for an oil pipeline in Kazakhstan, and this was, uh, geez, this was in the early 2000s, I think it was, probably early 2000s, 
And I remember uh, we just uh, raised, uh, did the IPO for Stratosphere Tower in Las Vegas. And now the partners raise money for a oil pipeline in Kazakhstan. And so one of our partners, Mike Mooney, went up to Kazakhstan. I'm pretty sure uh, when they had a meal in his honor, he ate monkey brains. Ah, monkey brains. You know, I don't eat fish. And the fish doesn't go beyond these lips. I got to tell you right now, uh, ain't no monkey brains going to get anywhere near these lips. But, you know, I think it was that time when I actually did a little research. I wanted to, you know, read up on this whole monkey brain thing. And I saw a couple different articles, a couple different layouts about how they catch these monkeys. And it can be different. And I think the point of the story, though, is you'll pick it up pretty quick. And what they do is they take these coconuts. And they bore out the fleshy meat, you know, the white stuff, the good stuff, the stuff I like. You know, I believe that there are the three C's of life are cilantro, coconut, and cinnamon. Oh, yeah, those three things make things taste better. And so they bore out all the fleshy white meat of the coconut, and then they have just the, the shell of the coconut. And they take raw rice, and they put it in this coconut, and they leave these coconuts along the forest or the jungle floor. I've seen different type uh, versions. I've seen versions where this coconut was tethered to a tree. I've seen others where it wasn't. And I remember I saw this the, this thing that looked like a – it's a big bush, but it looked more like a deer bluff, like a deer bluff. Uh, and the, the thing I had seen and read, it was years ago, a couple decades ago. I remember it was next to this tree, and it, was, it had the ability for someone to, to hide in that tree or to sit in that tree. Again, I, I don't hunt a lot, but I compare it to a deer bluff. And so there's this person that can sit in this bush next to this tree, and on the ground is this coconut with the flesh of the coconut bore out the white stuff and then raw rice put in there. And so after a while, the, these monkeys, the, they're inquisitive creatures. They come along the tree line. They're going back and forth, and they can see that there's something on the jungle floor. So they look around for predator, for enemy, for man, and don't see anything. And so they come down off the trees, uh, out of the, you know, the foliage up there, uh, and they're on the ground now. And they see the coconut, they pick up the coconut, and they can see there's something inside. So they take their little monkey hand, and they stick it inside the coconut and grab a handful of what's in there. Now, they go to pull their hand out, but what do you know? Your hand, in the form of a fist, is much larger than the hand relaxed. And then if you put something in the middle of your palm and wrap your hands around it, It'll be much bigger. So that creature goes to pull out its hand, but it can't because its hand is much larger now with a handful of rice in a fist and wanting to pull it out. Now, please hear this. That rice serves no purpose, that monkey. Uh, I love jasmine rice. I have opposable thumbs. I have uh, incredible intelligence. Still, I need a pot. I need a good water source. I need a fire. And I need about 25 minutes for that rice to be of any value to me. And that monkey has none of those things. Unless that monkey's going to a monkey wedding, that rice has no value to it. So it should just let it go, pull its hand out, and climb away. But it doesn't. Stupid creature, right? And so it continues to attempt to pull its hand out because it wants to hold on to what it has. Uh, attempting to pull its hand out, can't, starts to panic. So there's a tree right in front of it. So it goes to the tree to climb away. Have you ever wanted to climb a tree with a coconut stuck on your hand? I got to believe even with the tail, it's pretty difficult, right? And so what that stupid creature does is it starts beating that coconut against the tree to break it off its hand. Now, right next to that tree is a man in a bush with a simple process and a sharp blade. 
and in that person's hand after the throat has been severed and the head separated from the body is the delicacy, the monkey brains. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, what a stupid monkey. But think about this. We do the same thing. We hold on to things from our past that don't serve us well, that are bringing us no value, that have no positive use at all, but we're stuck on it. You know, in 30 years of doing transformational leadership training, and you can go to likeitmatters.net, likeitmatters.net, I've been amazed at successful people, at people who struggle, at high uh, people who are high in the socioeconomic, uh, you know, uh, continuum, people who are low, uh, people who have a lot and people who have nothing, people who are brown and white and black and yellow, people who are 12 years old, 16 years old, 18 years old, all the way up to 84 years old. That's what I've had in my classes, from 12 years old to 84 years old. And I'm amazed on two things. Number one, our belief system and the power of our belief system. See, everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. And the problem is, majority of our belief systems have been implanted, have been ingrained, have been there uh, since we've been six years old. A majority of a map reality, Dr. Adler says, is in place by the time we're six years old. And so we gotta realize that, hey, our belief system dictates everything. If you don't think something's possible, guess what? You'll act as if it's not. So the first thing is the belief system. The second thing is that we don't let go of things. We hold on to things that hurt us, that kill us, that take away from our passion, take away from our zest, take take away from our energy. And now through the study of epigenetics, we know take away from our health. And so today, I'm going to identify for you the 20 most common blocks to leadership. And I'm going to pose the question on what's stopping you. And the secondary question is, is a monkey on your back or is a coconut on your hand? I am Mr. Black, and we'll be right back. Between the stimulus and the response, there is a space, and in that space is your power, your freedom. Dr. Victor Frankel. In this unprecedented time of pandemics and confusion, our daily choices matter more, and they are more consequential. Times of challenge and opportunities require another set of eyes, a deeper understanding, a bigger picture, so we can live a life of purpose and passion like it matters. Mr. Black is excited to announce the release of his newest book, Way of the Warrior, a daily devotional, bringing hope and encouragement to be all that you were created to be. Each day, Mr. Black shares with you guidance from above that is educational, inspirational, and applicational. Access Mr. Black each day as he continues to help you raise your bar and become all you were created to be. Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional is now available in ebook and hardcover at likeitmatters.net. Regain and retain your power and your freedom. Order Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional and let God be your guide and Mr. Black your life caddy. Order today at likeitmatters.net. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Okay, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us on Radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll just keep it simple, too. Listen to Freedom 1570 on the Radio.com app. Are you the principal or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. 
You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Join the Freedom Insider Club in March, and you could win a copy of our Regnery Book of the Month, Why the Green New Deal is Even Worse Than You Think, by Mark Morano. Sign up today at Freedom1570.com. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. If you missed the first segment, uh, go to likeitmattersradio.com, likeitmattersradio.com, and you can listen to this in podcast form, this program. You can also listen to many other archived messages. And please, if you do uh, YouTube, please go to our YouTube channel and subscribe to us. Uh, once we get 100, I think we're somewhere around 80, uh, we get our own URL, and we're going to start building up with content, putting the radio shows on YouTube and all that. So go ahead and look at for Like It Matters Radio, and then go ahead and subscribe to it. Today we're posing the question, double question technically. First of all, the question is what's stopping you from being the best possible version of yourself? And secondly, is it a monkey on your back or is it a coconut on your hand? And first of all, I want to go through what the whole concept of a monkey on one's back uh, because it's the idiom. Uh, and I want to look up so you can explain to you what it means. It says it's a slang. Uh, this is out of, uh, what is it, Dictionary of Idioms, slang for a drug addiction. That's what monkey on one's back is. Uh, another definition from the same source is a, person, a persistent burden or problem. Uh, from the Dictionary of American History, Dictionary uh, American Heritage, sorry, Dictionary of Idioms says a monkey on one's back again. Number one is drug addiction. I did not know that. Number two, a vexing problem or burden. See, there seems to be no end to it. One of those type things. Both usages allude to being unable to shake off the quote animal from one's back. Now in journalism, uh, if you have a monkey on your back, you have a problem. Often an emotional problem that makes your life difficult for a long period of time. You can also say that you get the monkey off your back, meaning that you manage to end the problem. And to have a monkey on your back originally meant to be uh, angry. Interesting. Then later, it became uh, what we call today someone who was addicted 
to drugs. And this is out of Collins Co-Build Idioms Dictionary. Just interesting. A uh, difficult problem that somebody cannot solve or get rid of. That's from Farlick's Partner Idioms Dictionary. The state of being unable to stop using drugs. Uh, again, an addiction to a drug, an object of persistent worry or obsession. The Urban Dictionary says to have some very burdensome nuisance you have to put up with. In a sense, wider than just a drug or other addiction. And I think that uh, really fits the stage of where we're going. Because in my years of doing, uh, you know, exponential, exponentially greater leadership training than anything else out there, from doing transformational leadership work with people, uh, what I do is I help people maximize the potentials they were created with. And we do this, why? So that people can live their lives like it matters. That's where I got the name for my company, Like It Matters, because I've been helping people live their lives like it matters. And our training can be found at likeitmatters.net. Likeitmatters.net, our radio podcasts and archives are at likeitmattersradio.com, likeitmattersradio.com. And the reason I do this is because there comes a day where we're going to take our last breath. Now, we don't know when that day is. But God already knows from the beginning of time, God knew our first day and our last day. He knew everything we were ever going to do. He's called omniscient, perfect knowledge. And so God already knows our last day. We don't. And the problem is we're going along living our life, and the way we live our life is the way we die. That was why David was not allowed to build the uh, temple for God. Right? God said, you're a man of war. You've slain with a sword. And so, no, you're not going to use those hands that have shed blood. They're not going to build my temple. And so what happened was Solomon, because Solomon was not a warrior. Solomon was allowed to build God's temple. See, the way you live your life is the way you'll die. I remember when I moved to Texas, I was stuck in traffic. And I was stuck there for a couple of hours. Uh, and someone had, so I'd heard rumor that they'd shut down the freeway. I'm like, what could have happened for them to shut down a freeway? And so I don't know how I found out. Later, I found out what had happened. Some guy, I think it was a news, uh, and he was a, like a radio personality. And this was around the lunchtime hour, about noonish. It was years ago. Uh, and this guy's driving on the freeway. In front of him is a flatbed semi truck that has a forklift sitting on it. I don't know all the details. But there are regulations for how you tie it down, for how high it can sit, all that stuff. And there's a reason that there are all these regulations. And so this forklift was not wrapped up or put on that, the back of that machinery properly. And so it's the flatbed truck with the forklift on the back of it flying down the freeway, right, 70, 80 miles an hour. Uh, and it hits the overpass. Now, because the forklift was not tied down properly in all the regulations, it catapulted the forklift, and it crushed the man in the car. And they had to shut down the freeway to get a crane in there to remove that car, that forklift, off of the car that had the crushed person inside of it. And the reason I bring that story up is it sounds kind of funny, and I apologize. I don't mean to sound funny. But how many people have you ever known who were killed by a flying forklift, right? It's like the crocodile hunter. You know, he got killed by a ray swimming in the ocean with a ray. You realize how many people all over the world pay millions of dollars or billions of dollars, I should say, in, in tourism? And what do they do? They pay big money to go off to these beautiful islands in the Caribbean and the Virgin Islands, wherever they are, Hawaii, wherever they are, 
and they strap on scuba gear or snorkels. And what do they do? And they swim with the beautiful rays. Swim with them. Beautiful. And what happened, the crocodile hunter was taking uh, some time off from uh, filming something for his daughter, Bindi. Uh, it was a break. And so he and a camera are swimming along. And they see a ray. And they start following this ray, photographing his beautiful ray. And for whatever reason, that ray thought it was being attacked. I don't know why. And so that ray darted the crocodile hunter dozens, hundreds of times, I don't know the number, in his chest. He bled out in the water. He was, he was dead before they got him out of the water. It's never been filmed, never been seen. Rays usually don't attack human beings or human beings wouldn't come from all over the world and pay a lot of money to go swim with them. See, when it's time to go, it's time to go. And the way you live your life is the way you'll be remembered. And the way you live your life is the way you'll die. And so what I do as a goal getter, I help people set outcomes, right? Because as a leader, our number one commodity is hope. And hope is in the future. So many of the world today, people in the world are telling us to focus in the back. Focus on what people that look like you 420 years ago, how they were treated. Focus on what you, how your great-grandparents were treated. Focus in on what happened 39 years ago when you were in high school. Now that a conservative has put you up uh, for Supreme Court justice. It's crazy. We got to go back and look at our tweets from 10 years ago. Got to look back at our social media posts from 12, 15 years ago. And if there's anything in there that now is not part, is okay with a cancel culture, they destroy you. That's not leadership. That's strife, that's envy, that's bitterness, that's reparations, that's revenge, that's resistance, uh, that regret and resentment. But that's not leadership. Leadership's about a forward focus. Leadership's about uh, seeing into the future, about connecting the dots. The number one commodity of a leader is hope. We should be hope peddlers. And so I want to give you some hope. And what I've done is I've identified the 20 most common blocks to leadership. These are things that hold us back from reaching our potential, hold us back from being the best that we can be. And so I'm going to share these. These are important to know because, and as I'm talking about them, put them on to see which ones affect you. Number one is fear of risking, fear of risking. These are people, is a possibility uh, that there's a risk involved, they won't do it. I remember reading a story decades ago about a, a German POW camp. And the, the commandant on this camp was known as a butcher. And he would do live experiments on our soldiers. I mean, he was just brutal. And so every morning he'd pull out a U.S. soldier and he'd give them a choice of how they were going to die that day. They could take a bullet to the head. Or they could take for whatever he devised behind uh, that door that, over in the corner. And again, he was known as a butcher uh, for doing live experiments. He was just brutal. And so every morning, U.S. soldiers step up, bullet to the head. A U.S. soldier step up, bullet to the head. A U.S. soldier step up, bullet to the head. Now, there was a junior officer that had watched this take place over a period of time. And he was curious. And so he went up to the commandant and said, sir... What is so terrible? What is so grievous behind that door that these brave men would take a bullet to the head instead of what's behind that door? And with that, the commandant said, freedom. Freedom was behind that door. But they had to take the choice to choose it, take the risk to choose it without knowing that's what they were choosing. And that's what fear of risking is like. 
And someone asked me before, is that a true story or not? I said, I don't know. I think it is, but it might not be. But the story has a deeper meaning. It's about you and I. See, we, we choose the enemy we know versus the enemy we don't know. We live in these comfort zones, but let's be honest, it's not comfortable at all. It's just familiar. And people are living in familiar pain. We've got to step outside that comfort zone to a zone called fear, false evidence appearing real. But it's uncomfortable and we shirk back. But one thing I learned about fear a long time ago is when you learn how to function at a high level in the presence of fear, it goes away. You know, for years I, I separated from my parents. My dad was abusive, alcoholic, beat on my mom, beat on us. And so when I got on my own at 16, graduated high school at 17, went in the Army at 17, when I came back home, I stayed away from my parents. But I eventually rebuilt my relationship. And one day I told my mom that I hated her for a long time for staying with that man. And she said, I understand. But I was a, a woman. We were on food stamps, welfare. I had five kids. I was already working three jobs. I was afraid that if I left your father... I couldn't keep the five of you together, the children. And I knew if we all stayed together, we could get through anything together. My mom did like a lot of people do. She chose the enemy she do versus the enemy she didn't know. And that's really what fear of risking comes down to. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. I'm covering the 20 blocks to leadership, the 20 blocks that keep us from being the best possible version of ourselves. We'll be right back. What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare Leadership Awakening to other training he's received. You focus on the individual. I think you kind of answered the why question, whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a Band-Aid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's a choice. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours, and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. 
COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we are covering the blocks to leadership. The show's titled, Is That a Monkey on Your Back? Or Is That a Coconut on Your Hand? And there are 20 blocks, The most tw- I should say there are tons of blocks, but I've identified the 20 most common blocks to leadership, and I'm going through that list. So number two is lack of commitment. This is one thing I've learned in years working with teams, working with high-end individuals. Without commitment, nothing great happens. A lot of people try things. A lot of people hope they can get things done. A lot of people do half-hearted. My dad used to call it half a different part of the body, you know, the part that you sit on. But really, it has nothing to do with your butt. It really has to do with your heart. And a lack of commitment means your, your power source, your heart is not fully engaged. And that's a huge commitment. A lot of people, uh, because they've been let down, because they've been disappointed, uh, because they don't believe in themselves, they lack commitment. Number three is rescuer. Number four is victim. Now, I'm taking uh, taking those two together because those are two-thirds of what's called the drama triangle. Uh, You should look up Stephen Cartman, K-A-R-P-M-A-N, something called the drama triangle, It's about a 40, 45-page little booklet, and it'll tell you exactly what's wrong with America Day, exactly what's wrong with our families today, exactly what's wrong with the liberals today, exactly what's wrong with the progressives today, Uh, because we're dealing with the persecutor, the rescuer, and the victim, and it's a triangle that no one can seem to get off. Now, the rescuer sounds good, right? The rescuer is doing for somebody else what they can do for themselves. So you never let them get their wings. You rush in. It's like delegating on a leash. Uh, when anything starts getting a little bit shaky, you jump in there. And so people are never allowed to get their legs under them. They're never allowed to get their, quote, wings. You know, I use the analogy, if you saw an egg that was hatching and you've been watching it for a while and it's, it looks like that bird can't get out, it looks like it's stuck in that shell and you want to help it. So you go and you get some tweezers because you know if you touch that, that egg, that mother will never deal with it again. And you also put gloves, so you put a double layer of dissociation there. And so you slowly, with your gloves on, your tweezers on, you slowly pull off that shell to help that tiny little creature. Do you know what you just did? You made that little creature somebody's breakfast, lunch, or dinner, depending on what time of day it is. Because that bird gets its strength and its wings to fly by breaking out of the shell. And we used to believe that adversity, adversity was the, the, the road to greatness. Whether you talk about Jackie Robinson or Martin Luther King Jr. or Jesus Christ or the apostles or me or you, right? 
And so if everybody comes out constantly and rescues us every time something doesn't go well, how do we ever learn? That's what some parents are doing their kids. And the parents, the kids are making choices, and parents are rescuing them from their consequences and giving them no consequences. So kids are growing up to be brats, brat adults, adults that are snowflakes, adults that if you say one word, they get triggered and they break down. But our enemy's got to be laughing at us, China and Russia. We are no threat. All you got to do is say a, a word and people shut down. It used to be Trump. But now it's something else. It's white guy or racism or whatever it is. Uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never harm me. Some of us need to go back to kindergarten. I feel like asking a lot of people, how old are you? Because you're sure, Americans, we're sure acting like we're, we're five years old. That's how we're acting. Which brings us to the victim. See, the victim is a big part of American Culture Day. We get our DNA tested to see what percentage of a victim we are. See, a victim has no accountability. A victim has no responsibility. If everything that's bad that's happened to your life is because other people don't like you because of the color of your skin, how do you grow? How do you learn? How do you examine yourself like God tells us to? Well, you don't have to. Because all your misfortunes are because you're a victim. Because everybody else... All your stuff you've accomplished all on your own. You've all done that on your hard work. But anything bad that's ever happened is because of the color of your skin or because you choose to share your bed with someone that has the same sex or because whatever. I mean, it's just silly. Guess what? People don't like other people. Guess what? People are prejudiced. People are racist. People are judgmental. And I'm talking every single human being, not some of them, not just the white ones, but every single human being. And the problem with a victim is a lot of times a victim never uh, never feels good unless their life's falling apart. Because well-intentioned people want to come and rescue the victim. Because one thing I learned about a rescuer, long t- a victim a long time ago is a victim always needs a rescuer. We've all had stuff bad happen to us. You might have been victimized. But be careful what you attach your identity because the victim always needs a rescuer. And then one thing I found out, if a victim isn't rescued quick enough, they become the persecutor. Now they attack other people. They destroy other people. Whether you're talking about the Me Too movement or Black Lives Matter movement or Antifa movement, these are all people that are mean, nasty, attack, destroy. They're some of the most racist people, the BLM people. Some of the meanest people. are, are Why? Because now they feel self-righteous, justified to be a persecutor. That's why you got to look up the drama triangle. But there's a lot of victims out there, a lot of victims. And so it's become a block to leadership. Number five, indecisiveness. People who decide to decide to decide to decide. Make a decision, will you? If it's not the right one, learn from that and make a better one next time. Number six, low expectations of others. This is the bar. You hear me say all the time, raise the bar, raise the bar. It's your expectations. Your bar is your expectations. And we live in a world where, depending on your skin color, we live in a country, depending on who you share your bed with, uh, we live in a, a country where, depending on what bathroom you choose to use, depending on that, you have your expectations are lower. I'm amazed at how the left thinks that black people uh, need help, that they can't do anything on their own. Well, tell Clarence Thomas that. Uh, Tell Kanye West that. Tell Tiger Woods that. Tell Oprah Winfrey that. I mean, it's just crazy. It's just silly. But we don't discuss anything anymore. If you don't like what I say, then you ban me or you cancel me. 
man, it's uh, America. It's, it's gone. The good days, the 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 what we were founded on and, and researched and became um, sad because we are a shell of our old self and we're going in a fast direction in the opposite direction. So low expectation of others is lowering the bar because you feel pity, because you feel sorry, because you think that person's not good enough. They can't do better. So you lower the bar. It's condescending. It's an insult. Man, if I was a black person, I there's no way I could be a Democrat. There's no way I could be a liberal. I'd say, what are you, you're the most racist people. You think I'm so low. You think that I can't run my own life. You think that I'm a victim of everybody else. I mean, to me, that's insulting. I would be so insulted. But some of you like it because it's free stuff, free stuff. Number seven, fear of failure. These are people, there's a possibility of failure, they won't do it. And guess what? There's always a possibility of failure. But you can reframe it. You can turn failure into feedback, right? What if an outcome that you have for something is less than expected, a quote, failure, but you learn from it and do better next time? Was it a failure? I would say no. I mean, would you call Thomas Edison a failure? Would you have called him a failure after 100 times of not getting the outcome he wanted or 500 times of not getting the outcome he wanted? But yet with Edison, it was basically, hey, every time he didn't accomplish what he wanted, he said, I found one more way not to make an incandescent light bulb. Fear of failure. Do you know who Ray Kroc is? Do you know who uh, uh, Mary Kay is? Do you know who Colonel Sanders is or was? Do you know who uh, Abraham Lincoln was? If you don't know why I'm mentioning these names, you might want to read a book now and then that doesn't have smut or vampires in it. Because these are people that had very little success before 50 and then had a lot of success afterwards. Number eight, closed-minded. These are people that have blinders on. You know, when I grew up in Vegas, the BLM, Bureau of Land Management, used to round up the wild horses and then auction them off and you could adopt a wild horse. And we'd have to put blinders on a horse because whenever we got around the back end of one of these wild horses, they would kick. And so we had to train. We had to cut off their periphery. Why do I bring this up? Because you're not a horse. Take off the blinders. I've never seen America, our university, are so closed-minded. I have never seen more closed-mindedness than if you look at the Democrats, you look at the Biden administration, you look at all this stuff. I mean, it's just amazing how closed-minded. They're, they're self-righteous. They sit above everybody else, and you can't tell them anything because they got to all figure it out, closed-minded. Number nine is critical. These are the Ginsu knife people. These are people that slice and dice, that cut everything up. You know why? Because misery loves company. Misery loves company. I've been told by people who are crabbers that you never want a single crab. You never want a single crab. Why? Because that crab will do everything it can to get out of the box. If you want to keep that first crab, you must throw the second crab in with it. Because that second crab will do everything it can to keep the first one from getting out. And many out there, I'm telling you right now, beware. Because there are many members of the crustacean family. Oh, they don't look like crabs. They look like humans. But boy, if you spend a little bit of time around them, you'll feel their pinchers. Number 10, lack of focus. This is the number one cause for accidents on the job site. Nothing else even comes close. Lacking focus. Look, shiny light over here. Look, squirrel. I mean, remember, we have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. We take in about 36 gigabytes of information each day. So lack of focus causes a lot of pain, a lot of hurt. Number 11, wanting to be liked. Wanting to be liked. This is a wall that every single human being possesses. 
every single human being possesses. Number uh, 14, I'm skipping over 12 and 13. I'll cover those in the next section. Number 14 is focusing on problems. These are people, no matter what, they're going to tell you what's wrong with something. They're focused on the problem. As leaders, we got to learn to ask the right questions because when we ask the right questions, we move people mentally and we get the right answers. So if you have someone in your employer around you who's always focused on problems, just require a mandate that they bring you a potential solution for every problem. Whether it's true or not, the right solution or not, what it does is it changes people's focus and you give them focused on solution rather than focused on problems. So I am Mr. Black. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about is that a monkey on your back or a coconut on your hand? And come back and I'm completing the list of the 20 most common blocks to leadership. We'll be right back. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Okay, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us on Radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll just keep it simple, too. Listen to Freedom 1570 on the Radio.com app. Does your financial advisor work for a big company based thousands of miles away? Local financial advisor Sheila Franks of Lifestyle Financial and Tax Advisors hosts the Sheila Franks Financial Hour each Sunday at 1. Every week you'll hear about opportunities you might be missing for your retirement. Sheila Franks does not report to an executive in a big city far away. She reports to you, her client. Listen this Sunday at 1 to the Sheila Franks Financial Hour. Sheila Franks of Lifestyle Financial and Tax Advisors. Investment advisory services offered through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Need new windows but don't want to sit through long, high-pressure sales calls? I get it. What if I told you you could get competitive quotes from three contractors after one short meeting with me on any window brand? And it's all free. Visit My 3 Quotes online. That's My 3 Quotes. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. 
Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters. This is Mr. Black, and right now I'm in the middle of covering the 20 most common blocks to leadership. I've been training people. I've been in the human potential field. I've been helping people maximize the potentials they were created with for over 30 years. Well, actually, 30 years. It's a little over 29 years, so 30 years. And so what I'm sharing with you is what I help people as I get them to break through, to get to the other side, to raise the bar. And so if you missed any of this radio program, just go to likeitmattersradio.com, and you can listen to this message and many archive messages as well. Also, if you do Facebook, please like us on Facebook. We tell you what show's coming up, tell you about guests. We do some pictures. We explain everything. So like us uh, at facebook.com slash L-I-M radio. And please, uh, if you do YouTube, go on YouTube. YouTube and subscribe to our Like It Matters radio page uh, because we got some great things we're building there. So let me go back to number 12 and 13. I got number 14 in the last segment, but 12 and 13 I like to do together, and I was running out of time. Low self-worth and low self-esteem. These are two big blocks. Low self-worth is more related to the vocation and to our relationship with God. Low self-esteem is much more intimate, much more personal. Uh, low self-worth. Uh, let's say that people uh, uh, think that you're, uh, there's a promotion in the department. And people think that you should go for it, uh, but you don't think you're good enough. You don't think you're smart enough. You don't think you're qualified enough. But everyone else, oh, my gosh, you'd be perfect for the job. See, you have a low self-worth, and it affects our relationship to our earthly father, I mean, our heavenly father as well. Now, number 13, which is low self-esteem, is much deeper, much deeper. I was reading the L.A. Times a decade ago. I don't read it anymore. But they were talking about these female gangs, uh, and they say the way they get these female gangs, the, the, these female gang members get initiated into the female gang, they allow the male gang to gang rape them. You know, I'm on Facebook, and probably five, six, seven uh, times a day, I get someone requesting a, a connection. You know, they want me to like them and connect with them. Uh, and they're girls that are showing me naked pictures of themselves. They're asking me to come on their website to, to have, you know, go on this thing where you can have sex with anybody you meet in your area. You know, low self-esteem. When girls don't know who they are, have not begun a sense of value, uh, validation, uh, then anybody that pays attention will show their body, they'll sleep with whoever pays attention to them. Uh, we put ourselves in harm's way, wanting to belong, wanting to fit in. That's low self-esteem. Number 15, controlling versus empowering. The ultimate inner struggle for all leaders slash uh, managers, right? The controlling manager, the dictator, it's my way or the highway. The empowering leader, the empowering manager is results and team oriented. They want to grow as individuals, as departments, as teams is the ultimate struggle of leadership, controlling versus empowering. Now, 16 and 17 are very, very closely related. They're having to work hard and having to be perfect. And what makes them closely related is the burden, having to. Right, A lot of people, if you listen to their words, they're slumped over. They sound like they're slumped over with a 10,000-pound weight on their shoulders, and they're drudging through life. You know, I have to go to work. I have to take care of my kids. As a leader, we got to reframe have to and make it get to. You have to take care of your kids or you get to take care of your kids. You realize how many people would love to have children that can't? Let's be honest. How many people did have kids that should have never had kids? You have to or you get to, right? You have to go to work or you get to go to work. A lot of you have great jobs, 
you get vacation time, you get time and a half when you overtime, you got, uh, you know, benefits, you got health insurance, you got a retirement package. I have none of those. I have never been paid for a day that I didn't work. We don't have health insurance. Uh, we don't have a retirement account. You know what my retirement account is? You know what it is? It's called the rapture. That's my retirement account. So be careful of the burden. Modal operators of necessity, they affect you unconsciously in a negative way. So having to work hard is the workaholic. And there's nothing wrong with working hard. You should be a hard worker. You know, to paraphrase Martin Luther, I don't care if you're a street sweeper, be the best darn street sweeper there ever was. Right? I think it's Colossians 3.23 that says, uh, do everything as if you're doing it unto the Lord and not unto man. Do it heartily. That's what heart, body, and soul, that's the definition of 100%. And a lot of people, they overwork, you know, they work busy at work. And, man, i got to be honest with you, some of us are avoiding. Some of us have a lot more authority at work than we do at home, and so we avoid. We do busy work. We spend more time at the office than we should because we don't want to deal with things at home. So work hard and work smart. Having to be perfect is the perfectionist, but it's in the perfectionist of the anti, the non-MacGyver, right? MacGyver would put it together, bailing wire, chewing gum, string, whatever it took, nothing stopped him. That's how we have to be as a leader. The only reason I get to do what I get to do at likeitmatters.net and on this radio show, likeitmattersradio.com, is because I've never let not having things stop me, right? See, having to be perfect is someone that's waiting until everything's just right, to all the moons are aligned uh, before they start anything. But sometimes you've got to be the MacGyver in your life. It's kind of like sitting in your car, ready to go to work in the morning, the engine run, you're in gear, but you're not going to leave until every light on the way to work is green. You got my point? Where are you going? You're not going to work. You're not going anywhere. That's having to be perfect. Number 18, fear of rejection. These are people of the possibility of being rejected. They won't even ask for the sell. This is the number one cause for failure in salespeople. I remember when I was a kid, you know, growing up, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old, and, you know, you'd, you'd walk a girl to her door the old days when we actually went on dates to get to know people and not just have sex with them. Uh, but we'd walk them to the door at the end of the first date, and, you know, that uncomfortable feeling where uh, we had a good time. I think it's okay to kiss her. I think she wants me to kiss her. But, you know, that, that trepidation, that, that dry mouth, that, that, that butterfly in the stomach, that's fear of rejection. You know, I learned a long time ago, I trained salespeople. The difference between a good salesperson and a poor salesperson is what happens when they get rejected. A good salesperson goes, yeah, because that's one no closer to a yes. A bad salesperson now wants to find something else to do so they don't have to knock on another door, so they don't have to face more rejection. The number one cause for failure in salespeople, fear of rejection, nothing comes close. Number 19, fear of embarrassment. These are, we boy, we are, this is big in today's world. Because everything's about us. We live in the me generation, right? Everybody's got a blog. Everybody's uh, got a podcast. Oh, my gosh, I get on these podcast things, and everybody's going to do a podcast. Everybody does a blog. Social media, everybody's opinion has the same weight. You have someone who knows nothing about the subject and someone who's written books on the subject and worked at it and studied it for 30 years. And that ignorance of that one person has the same weight on social media uh, than someone. A lot of people don't even comment anymore on social media. Why? Fear of embarrassment, fear of cancel culture, fear of being excoriated, fear of being, uh, you know, outed, if you will. We're talking about a word that's changed meaning, right? 
fear of embarrassment. And number 20, lack of purpose. This affects so many people. Like right now, a lot of people are just wanting to get through the pandemic. Just live a couple more days. Just whatever happens, don't get COVID. I'm just stunned at how effective the enemy has been, how effective uh, the government has been to make everybody fear. Remember, 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of fear. But listen what he did give us, three pieces of power, of love, and of sound mind. So, so powerful. So lack of purpose, you have a rudderless boat. Yeah, you're you're just you're making noise. You're showing up every day, but you're not going anywhere. You know, when I was uh, my daughter was younger, she was five, six years old, maybe four. I was watching uh, Alice in Wonderland with my daughter Faith, uh, and uh, Alice is in the Looking Glass. She comes to a fork in the road and she stops, and out of nowhere, El Gato appears, the Cheshire Cat. You know, you see the smile first, and then the whole rest of the cat appears, and. Alice, confused on which path to take, asked the cat a simple question. Which one of these roads do I take? And the cat responded Socratically with a question. He asked Alice, where are you going? And then Alice said, I don't know. Then these wise words for a talking cat. Then any road will take you there. And when I was watching with my daughter Faith, you know, the VHS, I had to hit rewind. I said, what did that cat just say? When you don't know where you're going, then any road will take you there. And that is what lack of purpose is about. See, these, those are the 20 most common blocks to leadership, but there's many more. Fear of the unknown, that's a huge one. Fear of success, massive fear, because then what's going to be expected of me? How about this? Fear of dot, 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 right? There's a lot of fears out there. Fears of, the, of not having control is one of the biggest ones. That's why we manipulate things to pretend we have control of things. And you know what? God's in control. That's why in all things we're going to have joy. So there's lots of other blocks. But what you've got to figure out is what's holding you back. It's different than everybody because you, you're unique. You have different trauma, different drama, different belief systems, different uh, uh, origin, uh, family origin issues, if you will. That's why we're supposed to live and examine life. That's why uh, this radio show is here an hour a day called the Hour of Power. And also, go to likeitmatters.net. I do one class a month, and it will change your life. You will never be the same afterwards. You will remember it for the rest of your life, and you will become the George Bernard Shaw you could have been. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Are your friends getting new roofs? Are your neighbors getting new roofs? Or has someone told you that you might need a new roof? Hey, this is Isaiah with the Kingdom Builders, and I'm just letting you know that we'd be happy to swing by your house, take a look at your roof, and give you our no-obligation assessment of how much life you actually have left on your roof. See, here at the Kingdom Builders, we're not salesmen, just great roofers. And we're always happy to tell you that you've got four or five years left on your roof and tell you, hey, just give us a call four or five years down the road. You see, this year we have longer lead times on some products, and we want to make sure that if your roof does need replacing, we're able to get everything in a timely manner to make sure your project goes smoothly. If you'd like us to stop by for your free, no-obligation assessment of your roof, feel free to call us at 612 900 9166 612 900 
888-998-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. Ringing liberty and 